welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories from over the last week. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined by Kieran Howes, Deputy Editor of Executive Grapevine Digital Media. How are you doing, Kieran? I'm well. I'm I'm quite warm, as I suspect you are as well. It's quite yeah. hot today. Yeah, I imagine everyone else is in exactly the same boat as we are at the moment. It's very, very hot and it is set to get hotter um, in some parts of the country this week. Um, and obviously, a lot of people are still working from home. We're still currently working from home. So we are dialing in remotely for the purpose of the podcast. So we do apologise if the sound quality isn't as optimum as it could go. But we are still dedicated to bringing you the latest topical debates within a short HR podcast. So in this week's episode of the podcast, we are going to talk about working from home during a heatwave. And I'm sure it's something that a lot of HR uh, professionals will be very interested to hear about. Earlier this week, numerous outlets reported that UK weather maps were showing a scorching week ahead. As we have seen, we're recording um, this on Wednesday and it's obviously very hot at the moment. Um, Temperatures have have clearly skyrocketed, um, in some cases to mid-30s on occasion, which will likely have made remote working unbearable for some workers who perhaps don't have the same outdoor space or big enough home working environment to facilitate comfortable home working. And several studies have actually shown that the weather, particularly when it's hot, can have a huge impact on productivity levels. So therefore, it is a very important issue for HR to be aware of. For example, a report from from Office Pulse found that hot weather can have an adverse effect on employee productivity levels by up to 20%. And it can also increase distraction levels by around 45%, which of course is a cause of concern for HR, particularly when businesses are trying to get back on their feet amid the coronavirus pandemic. And it is likely that some staff members may struggle to concentrate as the mercury continues to soar throughout the week. For staff that are still working remotely, it's crucial that employers have good internal comms channels to make sure that staff feel supported and to prevent productivity levels from slipping below a manageable level. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, as with all HR initiatives, it starts with communication, especially in times such as this where everything is a little up in the air due to the coronavirus and getting on with the working day can be a challenge due to dodgy internet, pestering children or the ever-present anxiety that many are feeling in this pandemic. So um, Neil Webb, he is the director of UK Theatre Dance. He recently summarised the situation very poignantly in a Twitter post, which has since been shared by countless HRDs, which read, you are not working from home. You are at your home during a crisis trying to work. So I think that is very poignant. This will only be compounded by doing so whilst it's uncomfortably hot. So communicating with staff that, yes, they are only human and, yes, a dip in productivity isn't only forgivable, it's actually expected, is massively important. So how can you do this? Well, of course, promoting this through the normal channels in town halls and one-to-ones via social comms like Slack and Microsoft Teams is obviously really effective. But I actually think the best way to communicate that employees shouldn't be pushing themselves too far whilst under challenging circumstances is by living it yourself. To ensure that 
you take your own advice to ensure that leaders are doing the same and to tell employees that that is the case is the best route. After all, um, I'm doing this so you should too is much more likely to inspire staff than saying, I'm not doing this, but you can if you want to, which, you know, if we're completely honest, sounds like there may be repercussions for those who are struggling. So back in a traditional office, a large portion of premises would likely have had air conditioning units, fans, desk fans, water coolers and the like to make working during the heat much more comfortable. But with many people still working at home, this may not be possible and they may not have the same level of facilities that they would normally have in the office. Before the podcast, I spoke to Rustam Tata, who is the chairman of the law firm DMH Stallard and the head of the firm's employment group who essentially summarised to me that is obviously well known that in most workplaces there is no specific upper temperature limit regarding when it is considered too hot for employees to work and to down tools. And I think this brings us on to the next question of what this means in the current work from home context. He actually said to me, many employers are rightly cautious about rushing their staff back to work, fearful either of employees who resist and challenge the effectiveness of measures taken to make the workplace COVID secure, or worse, of finding that there is an outbreak at the workplace as part of a second wave. And as I explained earlier, there is no upper limit regarding workplace temperatures, though Rustam does point towards the Health and Safety Executive, which states that workplace temperatures should be reasonable and that employers need to keep temperatures to a thermal comfort level. So, of course, this should be a consideration for any workplaces which are open and have staff working from them currently. But when it comes and back to this point of employees working from home and given how quickly employers and employees were moved to remote working arrangements, employers will likely have had little control over the personal work environments that employees have found themselves in. Despite this, um, he did tell me that employers should ensure that audits are taking place of employees' unique workspaces. Um, And Rustin finished off by adding, um, employers are used to thinking about desk and chair setups and screen heights, but employers should also consider thermal comfort. That will include checking that the working environment benefits from sufficient light and heat in colder times, but also cooling facilities. While employers won't generally be obliged to provide and maintain portable air conditioning units, it may be appropriate for desk fans to be provided uh, where possible. Hi, my name is Daniel Cave, Head of Content at HR Grapevine. I'm interrupting your usual podcast listening to tell you about our inaugural virtual HR event, HR Technology, A Brave New World, which, perhaps obviously, is all about HR technology and digital ways of working and how you can utilise these aspects to drive people-powered business results whilst boosting the profile of the HR function you work in. Hosted on July the 1st and July the 2nd, It will feature live chats with subject area experts in payroll, employee experience, engagement and automation from companies such as ADP, Bridge, Ceridian, Cornerstone, Glint, Oracle and Sage. What's more, they'll be networking with your peers and presentations and virtual fireside chats with leading HR names, including speakers who've presented at TEDx and Davos World Forum, as well as HR leaders from BP Launchpad, GIFGAF, and CERN as they talk through everything that is digital well-being, the online employee experience during the pandemic, and what engagement really means. It's going to be two days that you can't miss out upon. What's more, it's free to register, which you can do so now or after you finish listening to this week's podcast by heading to 
virtual.hrgrapevine.com. That's virtual.hrgrapevine.com. And with it being virtual, you won't even have to leave the spare room, home office, kitchen surface, or front room coffee table that you're currently working on to be able to attend. Stay safe, guys, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Rustin is completely right. It's about being conscious of other things that affect employees differently. Um, it's also really important to remember that situations differ massively from person to person. You may be thinking that any employees concerned about hot weather are making a fuss, uh, you know, that it's really nice and it's an opportunity to maybe work outside in the garden on a laptop. But what if employees don't have a garden or any outside space at all for that matter? Or what if instead what they have is a boiling hot top floor flat with very little airflow and no air conditioning? That that to me sounds like a nightmare. And yes, you can send desk fans to people's homes, but many workers who have operated in offices relying solely on desk fans will know that if it's really hot, these are simply not really effective. It's almost like having a hairdryer blowing at you. People's living situations are that, you know, they vary massively within any company. And remember not to make assumptions based on your own circumstances. But yeah, you know, you can make helpful suggestions. Stephanie Easton, who is the head of people at London Marathon Events, she is no stranger to hot weather, having run several marathons herself. And she suggests that HR should encourage people to look after themselves in any way they see fit when it's boiling hot even if that's not necessarily convenient for the business. Before recording, she told me, you just have to tell people to find the coolest place they can, take breaks and drink water. People can so easily get wrapped up in their work and forget to take breaks, which is terrible for you when it's hot. Looking after yourself is extremely important when it's warm. And she jokingly added, hey, maybe grab an ice cream too. So, Soph, I think you have a little more advice to encourage remote workers to be more comfortable when they're working during a heat wave. Do you want to hit us with those? Yeah, well, firstly, I definitely wouldn't say no to a bit of ice cream right now. Oh, <laughs> that same. would go down an absolute treat. But in terms of other tips for HR leaders um, that they could perhaps share and circulate among the team, we have got a few suggestions that may be useful. So first of all, I'm encouraging staff members to have a relaxed dress code. With most people working from home anyway, you would assume that this is how people have been um, turning up to work, perhaps in more casual attire. But particularly if they are expected to be on work calls with the camera on etc they may feel obliged to put on something a, a bit smarter therefore when it's particularly hot letting them know that it's okay for them to dress down slightly particularly if they have got these corporate calls that is something that's key um, and in terms of clothing that may be a bit more comfortable lots of websites recommend lightwear clothing pale colors and loose fitting clothes as well also in terms of shift patterns Having greater flexibility over when and where people can work is key. So if people are working from home, if they have the opportunity to perhaps log on a bit earlier and finish a bit earlier, that will probably have a big impact on their productivity for the day if they're able to work through the cooler periods. Also reminding people, and this is something that uh, Stephanie touched upon earlier, um, but reminding people of the importance of staying hydrated throughout the day, drinking plenty of fluids and perhaps trying to avoid some drinks such as tea, coffee and maybe caffeinated soft drinks. This comes from the Society Insurance blog. 
Encouraging people to use desk fans where possible and closing curtains and blinds will also prevent the room from overheating. Another thing that mirrors what Stephanie mentioned earlier, taking regular breaks throughout the day is very, very important. Even if it's just walking up and down the stairs, quick loop around the garden or something like that can be very, very beneficial. And according to ACAS, the hot weather can make workers feel more tired and less energetic throughout the day, especially for those who are young, older, pregnant or on medication. So I guess communicating this guidance and being flexible and having that appreciation that, you know, productivity might take a slight hit during this this heat wave because we're working in um, completely different conditions. But of course, if you do have any tips that you'd like to share or you think would be useful to share within the HR community, please do drop us a comment below. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content. Whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market leading research papers. So to sign up to our daily content newsletters, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit www.hrgrapevine.com. Come.